Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge on Yahoo Sports Radio. Yes, our first guest is the perfect guy to speak to this week. Not only was he a first-round draft pick and a very successful NFL quarterback, but he played basketball for Syracuse, which is in the Final Four. And his niece plays for the top-ranked UConn women's basketball team, which also is in the Final Four. I'm talking, of course, of Donovan McNabb, who set Philadelphia Eagles passing records in a zillion categories, led them to five conference championship games, including four in a row at one point, as well as a Super Bowl. And was up for the Hall of Fame beginning in 2017. Donovan, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. Hey, Donovan, let's start with the basketball. Which okay. team Which team has more uh, more of your interest this weekend? The Syracuse men or the UConn women? <laughs> well, I mean, when you look at the guys, obviously, I played for their Bay High, but we ended up going through the national championship game in 1996. Uh, wow, I mean, that seems like it was so long ago, which it was, but... Uh, I'm just excited about the turnover in which they've had over over this past season. I mean, Jim Beheim being suspended for nine games, you know, the team kind of was in, in shambles. It was ups, it was down. Uh, and the way that they were able to kind of get things back on track and put right in the right position, to put themselves in a position to be in a bubble, you know, says a lot about the team. Uh, obviously, uh, I thought we got in mainly probably because of our name, but what they were able to do in the tournament, uh, against some tough opponents, it has been quite impressive. But uh, I'm, I'm actually going to be down in Houston working for Turner Sports huh. um, during the Final Four, so I'm going to keep my eye out you know, on the men. But more importantly, our women's basketball team is in the Final Four. We can't disregard that. I've already told my, my niece pretty much uh, if they happen to run into Syracuse in the national championship game, <laughs> I'm definitely wearing the blue and orange. Uh, so, wow! Um, last year I went to the uh, Final Four last year to watch her in her freshman year when they won the national championship, and I told her and the rest of her teammates as well as Gino, Ariana, and his family, "Listen, when I was at school, I hated Connecticut. Uh, now that I'm an alum of Syracuse, I still hate Connecticut. I will not wear any blue and white, uh, but I will support uh, the successes and and obviously support my niece. Uh, but I will not wear any type of blue and white." Shirts, jerseys, shorts, whatever. But I was there for support, and uh, I gave him congratulations. And found out that he was a Philadelphia Eagles fan, which kind of he thought he was softening me up a little bit. Uh, but I still wasn't wasn't kind of falling into that trap. Donovan, if you watch a lot of her games, is that the greatest team ever assembled in any sport? Uh, you know, it's tough to say. I mean, we we can't disregard what John Wooden and the UCLA Bruins was able to do with with. Uh, you know, Walton with, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jamal Wilkes, uh, the list goes on. A success that they, been, they were able to have. I mean, uh, you could talk about Rick Pitino. You could talk about, you know, a lot of the, these different programs in the collegiate ranks. I mean, look, I mean, we just can't forget about Pat Summit and the reign that she had at Tennessee. Yeah. So uh, it's been quite impressive, I think, more or less, of the way they've been winning. Um, you know, you look up and they're winning by 20, 30, 40, 50, and then just recently about 60 points. I mean, who who would have thought that Mississippi State was going to be in the, you know, competing for the Elite Eight uh, to go to the Final Four and end up losing by 60? I mean, I, I just didn't see that happening. I mean, they've they got a lot of talent. Uh, it's, it's one in which, you know, last year talking to Brianna Stewart, I told her I'm still pissed off that she didn't sign with Syracuse, being from Syracuse. Um, but, you know, more importantly, it gives credit not only to uh, the girls who have been able to accomplish this great feat, but 
I mean, Gino R. I mean, think about it. People want to talk about he gets all the great players. He hasn't received the number one player in the country, I mean, besides uh, the, the young girl that they have now, uh, which are such a play at Stanford, uh, at Samuelson. But, I mean, Brianna still was the only number one player that he received in a while. What do you uh, uh, make? I don't know. You probably heard about it, Don, but there was some criticism uh, – from one of my uh, colleagues up here in Boston last week, that the <laughs> UConn <laughs> it wasn't me. Don't blame me for it. But you know that UConn uh, somehow was uh, killing women's basketball because they were so good. And it just sort of struck me as, what are you blaming the good team for? Aren't you blame everybody else? But what was your take on that criticism? That- well, I, I think I think um, part of the problem with with us is, is, is with social media now taking its course and. And it seems like everything now is supposed to be we, we begin to get topics of conversation. Uh, there's not enough characters characters in in Twitter that you can really express your feelings. Right. Um, I understood what he was saying uh, because I've had I've had issues with even on my nieces there. But you look up and you see 30, 40, 50 point uh, deficit, and, and you're like, come on, man, get your foot off the gas a little bit, clear the bench. <laughs> Get, get the girls in. You know, you look up and they're up 30, they're up 40, and you still got Brianna Stewart and, and uh, Tuck and, and all of the top players in the game, uh, which there's a positive and a negative. A positive, I think, is he, that's the only time that they can really get that work they need in game situations. Uh, it's not their fault that they're playing teams when they're beating them like that. And secondly, the negative is the fact that you do have girls on the team who practice extremely hard all throughout the week to prepare your, your starters and your guys that are in rotation. You really should reward them with at least more than just one and a half or, or two minutes at the end of the game when you're up by 30 points to at least get some playing time. Uh, yeah. But uh, I understood what he was saying. Maybe it was it was bad timing because of them going into the Final Four and being the number one team to possibly win a national championship again four in a row. But I think with all viewers, when they watch women's, women's basketball, they love to see games like we've seen last night with, with Oregon State uh, and Baylor as it went down to the wire. They love to see Syracuse, Tennessee, and how, how that game went, where it was back and forth. Instead of really so much looking up and all of a sudden you see connecting on TV, and then at the end of it all, instead of watching the whole game, it's the final score that they end up winning by 30, 40, 50 points. Well, the good exactly. thing about it, Donovan, is you can always make a dinner reservation if you're going to watch one of their games because at the end of the first quarter, you can go to the restaurant. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. That's why you should watch it at home so you can start, start turning the channel. But, um, I, you know, for me, obviously, I have, I have some close ties with the Connecticut basketball team with my niece playing there. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I see where he was coming from. Uh, I thought the timing of it was wrong, and, and it kind of made it like it was a direct hit to the girls, which it wasn't. Um, but... The whole thing about it is really when it comes down to it, I mean, Gino kind of said it, but it's kind of a difference to compare it to a Tiger Woods and his success because of the individual game and golf. Um, but it's more or less, I mean, you, you can't penalize the girls by the way they've been playing. They've been playing outstanding. They've got three seniors who you really could say that all three are all Americans because I think when you look at kind of Tuck and instead of Brianna Stewart and, and obviously Jefferson, but Tuck really, to me, she probably would end up being a top five top seven drafting in the WNBA because of her talent to play inside and outside. That's how talented she is. Hey, Donovan, let me shift to football here. You're up for the Hall of Fame in 2017. Do you understand the process, and are you nervous about the process? Actually, I'm not nervous about the process. Do I understand? Yeah, it's just like any other uh, selection, MVP, voting. It's just like everything, Heisman, everything else. You know, you just kind of wait your turn. I love the fact that my name will be mentioned with some of the great players who will get in and some who may not, but will get in eventually. Uh, 
Uh, I think if you look at overall of the numbers of all the players that will be up for, for the Hall of Fame, I mean, it, it shows the success that we've had over our careers, uh, the teams that we've played with. And, and also, I think one thing we, we forget to take into account when it comes to the Hall of Fame because it's individual. I mean, it, it says a lot about the coaches in which we played for, uh, the systems that we were a part of. Uh, so many times kids come out of college uh, and they're great players, high school trophy candidates, player of the year candidates, um, and then they get to the wrong system. Uh, and then all of a sudden they fade away and you really don't hear about them. I was fortunate enough to be with Andy Reid in a great system at the West Coast offense where he was able to be patient and, and allow me to develop into the quarterback that I, that he expected me to be in, that I wanted to be myself. So, I mean, to hear my name mentioned with, with some of the great players in 2017 Hall of Fame voting is outstanding. I've always told people, I say, hey, you know, if I don't get in, we'll have a party every year. Uh, I'll go out by my own yellow jacket. Uh, you know, because to me, I didn't play for the Hall of Fame. I didn't play for the individual accolades. I played for team success. Everybody wants to hold up that trophy and at the end of it all to go and shake the hand of the president. That was my dream, being that Barack Obama's from Chicago. That was my dream to somehow get to the White House, White House uh, knowing I'm a Super Bowl champion and to be able to shake the hand uh, of a Chicago land Hey, Donovan, we, we appreciate you coming on with us. Thanks for your time. Best of luck with the basketball teams this weekend. And uh, we love to have you back. Doors open anytime you want to come on. Well, thank you so much. Make sure you guys wear your blue and orange because you can wear it for the men or for the women. So, there we go. Uh, we're covered all the way around. You got it. <laughs> Thanks, there Donovan. There you go. So, I want to Thanks, thank Donovan. you guys for having me on. I guess, hope you guys have a great evening. Thanks, Thanks Donovan. That thank was you. former quarterback Donovan McNabb. When we return, we'll hear why Fred Taylor belongs in the Hall of Fame conversation. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. 